Hi, Dave. You're not part of this week's podcast either. Uh, but I will definitely be back. You will be back, but you're here today to talk to us about our corporate sponsorship for this week's podcast. Yes. Um, today we are uh, sponsored by Nicole Paper Designs, Paper Cuts. Nicole Bear, our good friends, if you're sensing a theme. Nicole um, uh, designs these stunning paper cuts. You actually got one for us. Talk about that process. Yeah, it's great. What she'll take, she'll, she'll sit down with you, she'll interview you, she'll talk about your family, your spouse, your children, your parents, or whoever it may be. And um, she'll design this wonderful paper cut that just pulls together all the ideas that you want to express Absolutely. and remind yourself. She's fabulously talented. We're thrilled that she is sponsoring us this week. So you can check her out at MicoleDesigns.com, and that'll be linked in our podcast notes on our website. Welcome to our fourth episode. We are so happy to have reached our fourth episode. Uh, thank you for all of the replies and comments and cute things that you're sending our way. It really makes us feel so happy and so excited. This week I get to do what every parent secretly wants to do, which is sit down with your kids and sort of unpack it all and figure out if we've totally messed up their childhoods with all of our crazies or if we are okay. So enjoy. Uh, joining me tonight is my daughter, Yael. Hey. And my son, Yoni. Hi. Uh, we are sitting snuggled close together on the couch in the living room. Um, I, we are all, I think, in mm -hmm. pajamas. <laughs> Maybe not Yoni. Yoni's kicked his friends upstairs for the next, I don't know, half an hour so that we can talk out bakery life. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> no problem. Um, so I'm going to start with a story. As, as we do. As we do in Levine family lore and now perhaps Kat's family lore. Uh, Yoni, the first year we started that bakery, how old were you? Like 12. 12. So um, Yoni is 12 and we start, I think I've, I've told the story many times. Um, and we start, um, our opening day is on a Friday because it's the Cherry Festival in Roche Serene, which is this adorable, adorable festival um, in Roche Serene. And we figured, I think it was actually when our electricity was hooked up, and we figured, great captive audience, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people come to this festival, and we're going to sell bread. But because we are new and, I mean, mostly idiots, we don't realize that in order to sell bread, we have to tell people that we've opened a bakery. So the way that Roche Stream is set up is that the festival is down at the bottom, and we are sort of up at the top, like the top next to the Macolette there, and nobody knows that we're open. And here we are, all good intentions, and we are selling no bread. Do you know where the story is going, Yoni? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Yoni comes into the bakery, all attitude and cuteness. He's very cute. And he says, I got this. And he takes a... Um, bread basket a basket and a ton and a ton who actually is in this room also but playing Fortnite, which seems totally accurate um he takes he takes a basket he fills it with baguettes and he tells a ton cut open this baguette start eating it and they walk through the crowds with yoni selling the baguettes out of the basket and a ton eating the baguettes because what's cuter than i don't know how old must he have been like 10 eight, four. <laughs> he's like 10 <laughs> nine or ten to your <laughs> Bakers, not mathematicians. Um, seriously. Um, <laughs> 9 or 10 to your 12 or 13. And you sell out of baguettes. You come back up. You fill it up again. You come back up, fill it up again. And this whole time, we are swelling with pride. Look at this. Yoni Katz, who's going to get us through. He's our businessman. He figured it out for us. And I've got, like, this immense, like, Katz kids. We can do it. Where were you in this story, Al? <laughs> I was 
home cooking Shabbat. <laughs> first, first of all, that yeah. first year you did cook Shabbat. I did that. It's true. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Sure, sure. <laughs> so Yoni and A10 sell out of baguettes, and we end like they really save the day for us, and we're feeling great. And uh, we come home, and we feel like we're the best until Yoni gets really mad about something at dinner. Do you remember this part of the story? No. You don't remember? Oh, yeah. Yoni gets really mad about something at dinner, Friday night dinner, and he looks at Dave, and he's so serious, and he says, when I grow up, I'm going to open a bakery right across the street from yours, and I'm going to bury you. I mean, I think that that's mostly the theme of um, our times together, Yon. Probably. Are you going to be monosyllabic this whole time? I don't know what that means, so <laughs> maybe. Um, meaning, are you going to talk? Or are you going to sit here being like, why am I doing this? I don't know. All right. 17-year-olds are the best. Um, so I, I guess the reason, you know, the theme for a lot of these, um, for the first three podcasts at least, someone points out to me, is that inevitably during the podcast, we sort of break from script and we talk about, are our parents going to listen to it? So m- our parents are listening to it. But when I spoke to Gila, we asked about that. When I spoke to Dove, we asked about that. And then it sort of struck me that you guys are the people who have to endure parents like us. In all fairness, we are not podcasting. so You aren't podcasting, that's <laughs> true. But I feel like... It's the flip side. I I feel like maybe in my head, like in my insecurities, I feel like, are we giving you this wrong kind of childhood? Like, shouldn't there be some kind of normal childhood that you're getting that you are somehow missing? Like what? I I don't know. What do, like, what do normal people do? Like, what's normal behavior? I don't believe that normal behavior is driving to the olive oil factory. Oh. Now I get it. Yeah, oh, you get it, the weirdness. Meaning, David, Kohanim, um, you have to, I don't know how much halacha I can explain at, at uh, 9.30 at night, um, but uh, meaning you have to give, you have to tithe, you have to give trumot and masrot of most things, but olive oil specifically, to um, Kohanim. So we are Katzis, Kohen Sedek. And so a lot of olive oil factories in Israel actually do put olive oil on the side for Kohanes, but no one ever takes it, meaning it's not a thing. Except for Dave, who like obviously knows a guy who owns one of the Meshek's, one of the olive oil factories, and he takes... How many of you went? Yeah, I think me, me and Hanan. Mm. Oh. Maybe it was just eight? the boys. Yeah, it wasn't you. No. It wasn't. And it wasn't me. Over all these stories are not about um. me. <laughs> Um, all the boys, like the week or two before Hanukkah, when you have to light with olive oil, and you went to some factory, and they were thrilled to give it to you. Is that a true story? Yeah. But the thing is, we couldn't use it for food. We can only use it for the lighting. dog, lighting the candles, the and, would and, you for, use it for the dog? and for the oven. Yeah, the oven the dog that was in the backyard. When would you use it on a dog? I don't know, but theoretically, halachically, you can use it for your pets. That's why the owner of the zoo is a Kohen. Because all of their fruits and vegetables are tumot umasrot. Which whose bar or bat mitzvah had that Mine. experience? That Mine. was you. Yeah. Where like you woke up at what time? What was that? Or no, I, that was me. You came with us. It wasn't for your bar mitzvah. It was for her bat there mitzvah. There was a slideshow. <laughs> what? Then we went with Penny. No, we we woke up at four and we went to the shuk in Yerushalayim with with this guy that didn't know we were coming. You, I remember, you were learning, it was about Trumot and yeah, Masrot. Yeah, for my bat mitzvah. For your bat mitzvah, but Yoni, you went also to, there's a, meaning there's the standard shuk that everybody goes to, and then there's the shuk 
that um, suppliers get. Yes, yeah, suppliers come in to Yerushalayim at like four or five in the morning. Their trucks are weighed, and the stuff that's in the truck, like a percentage, has to go to Kohanim, and so they they leave their true mode and Masrot there. And what do they end up doing? They end up um, taking all of those true mode and Masrot and giving it. That's what it is, Gal. They give it to the zoo. So the animals can be fed because there's a Kohen, in theory, who owns the zoo. Not in theory. In total In halachic theory. In halachic reality. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah, so that feels like another one of those stories. That feels like another moment of, like, why, like, do other children wake up at four in the morning? No. You know what I mean? mean, Like, those are the stories that I've I'm sure they do, but not to... To go to the tithing of the fruits and vegetables that come from all over Jerusalem. So the first time that we really start ever talking about bread as a family is when we go to Cleveland for the year. Living in America for one year. So I remember saying to you guys, like, if it's hard, I get that it's hard, but it's only for a year. And if it's great, enjoy it, because it's only for a year. So that's why Yoni and I, we did, like, a bunch of Cavs games. Right. Yell. We would go to all those nice plays at the Cleveland Theater. Playhouse. We went to Guys Theater. and Dolls and Anything Goes. Yeah, we went to a lot. We did. Like, yeah. it's cute that even Cleveland had that. So we did all of that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I, dear Cleveland, I'm sorry. I we wish, loved you. We loved you. We still love you. We still love you. But the Cavs a little less now. Yes, and we don't visit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we love you. Why do we love the Cavs less? Oh, really? Really, LeBron? Okay, in any yeah. event, so we go to Cleveland, and we're going to have all of these experiences. And one of the experiences I thought that we needed to have was, like, we should watch the Super Bowl, meaning we, we watch, watch the it Super in Bowl Israel. every year. No, when you guys got older, we watched it. But when you were little, we never watched it. And I was like, I'm not a football person. Clearly, if you live in Cleveland, you are not a football person. But I was like, okay, we are <laughs> going to watch. Year, this year, they were okay. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, fingers crossed, Browns. No, that's it. They're they out. Oh, they're out. Oh, I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. Well, easy come, easy go. Next year, next year. <laughs> 2020. Um, so, I we decided we were going to watch the Super Bowl. But David, he, where was he? He had gathered all of his nerdy students. Sorry. You know who you are. You yes. know who you are, Ari Barshane. We don't think you're nerdy. We think you didn't watch the Super Bowl. Ari, who else? Eitan? Really? Raskis? Maybe um, Zach? Leap. Um, Ami Shamir. Maybe. I I don't know. Meaning, shout out. I was too busy watching the Super Bowl. Shout out to all the boys who did not want to watch the Super Bowl, but really wanted to. No, they were were building a bread oven, but like a portable small one. In our our garage. garage. Portable. Yeah, it was. They moved it to the school. No. Yeah. It was cemented down. No. No. Do you think they cemented in our rental house? So we owned it. No, no. One second. So it was a portable oven. I thought it was the matzah oven. No, that was no, a metal they, oven. They like caked cement onto it. See, they okay, cemented so it. Okay, so there was like <laughs> stuff going on into our in our garage where they were building this portable bread oven with cement, and we were all inside watching the Super Bowl. And Abba came in to check what was going on, and he came during the halftime show, which was Beyonce, very. Scantily clad, yes. not Sanua, as we would say, and and Dave, your father, your expressed father. a little. Your father expressed a little dismay, and I was like, at the four minutes, yeah, yeah those four minutes. But no, but yeah, but I think like, <laughs> meaning for me, it was totally fine. Like that's just part of the Havaya. Like we had this experience. Okay, so Cleveland, we are starting to make 
bread. I remember that he made bread in the oven in the house. But I feel like this whole roller coaster started way before that. Like, remember the Hamama we built <gasps> when we, built we were a seven? House. Do you remember? When I was seven. Do you remember that? No. You were six. Yes, it was Shemitah. I was a, yeah, I was in charge of the green onions. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We we tarped the back patio. We tarped the back patio because it was a Shemitah year and Abba wanted to do a greenhouse. And we did. You were little, but I also feel like maybe to preserve your childhood, you have selective memory. Right, so we did that greenhouse. And I don't think we... That year we started matzo baking. That year we... I, I meaning, what Abba and I talked about in the first podcast, you guys didn't stay awake those first few years. I don't remember. You don't remember, do you? No. Do you remember ever Oh, having, yeah, yeah, what, matzo baking? Yeah. We have this sense sometimes, me and Abba, that we've like put you in this weird alternate universe where and we're tossing these random things at you. Well, you're not so off. <laughs> I wonder about that. It's true. Okay, so we had the greenhouse. That was when you guys were little. Yeah. And then that led into matzo baking that first year. In my head, for some reason, you might be right. 2007 was the first year. But I don't know why I think that. It makes sense because my class came in, in grade two. Yeah. Let me ask you if that's okay. Meaning we've done all of these things and we bring your class all the time. Yoni, your class came. Right. Last week. Last week your <laughs> class was at the bakery for breakfast. And my yeah, your Sherut Lumi yeah. group came to us for a workshop. Our Are class we, also benefit from is, the bakery. I was going to say, is, is that okay? Can we do that? Is it weird for you? No. Like, I, I just like it but <laughs> i don't mind you it. know so explain why you dislike it you might need to come clean on the extrovert introvert thing Jomo. that's going on in our lives really um no it's just uh, i don't know two very separate worlds and especially with my class it was it was better but like my me, it's been four months and now they're like sort of understanding the craziness it's true so i'll say like yeah is very like not a social media girl which is amazing because if you know me like it's all about facebook and instagram and i pretend it's because it really helps the business and it certainly does help the business but yell is much more emotionally stable than i could ever be so (laughs) you don't follow me on instagram but like your shirulu me friends follow me on instagram and they're like oh i you know what your mom's eating today yeah it's true shout out your friends also i'm not allowed to follow you i'm not allowed to follow you on instagram but i can but you, I don't. I mean, I'm happy to, but um, but your friends will often comment on things that I've posted. It's me, it, at, disguised as Pessin yeah. and Toby. Sometimes <laughs> to make you feel better about yourself. Thanks, man. Thanks. I'll just write like weird comments because then it's also awkward for them, and I get a kick out of it. So it's win-win all around. Oh yeah. All right, fine. So we have somehow pushed you into this world by doing all of these interesting things. I sometimes wonder if I hijacked your childhood. I, you, I, you know, maybe. <laughs> just curious. Um, how, what do you think about it? Like, to be like, are you forced to be in the public eye? Are, have we put you someplace uncomfortable? Um, so when I talk about this with my friends, I always say that, like everything in life, maybe I'm drawing inspiration from the Dove Abramson podcast that I listened to today. Thanks, man. That, like, there, it's a gray area because there are positive and negative sides to it so I love um, the way that Abba teaches things I love learning from him I love the excitement that he gets but not only that 
I love that I can say that we've made honey and olive oil and a greenhouse and matzah and it, it makes us special and it brings us together and, and we learn from it and we have a good time. Um, but on the other hand, there are, I'm, I am an introvert as we speak about, not a little. <laughs> and uh, there are always people in our house. There are always, if it's picking up bread orders on Friday and it's crazy. Yes. Or uh, matzah baking or even uh, things that aren't related to the bakery, inviting Yoni's Shevet to come over, or inviting the first Shevet. Like, our house is always full of um, something being done and people, people being around. I'm always curious if, like, in your house, either you're going to be like, you'll see, like, you'll get why we did what we did, and you'll be like, oh, I'm on board. Or if you're like, yeah, that was crazy, and I'm going to live in, like... A farm. <laughs> I'm going to live in an, a, 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 like, re, as a recluse on a farm with silence. Yeah, hermit, like Obi-Wan Kenobi. But I will say, like, so, so acknowledging that for you, which, yes, the introvert thing is, like, a huge deal that we talk about a lot, but also, like, so you do work for us, but you work for us on Fridays and in Rosh Tzurim, which is the smaller bakery, which has this, like... Home feel. Such yeah, home feel. Like Gilmore Girls, where's <laughs> Luke, shouldn't he be right next door kind of vibe, where, like, yeah. you know everybody and everybody knows you. And, like, people all the time, repeatedly, will tell me how happy they are to see you on Fridays. Like, they wait for it. Like, so I do... I wait for it, too. Right. Wait. But that's, like, the tension of, like... Being part of it and being, and like enjoying being part of it and wanting to be separate from it and wanting to be different from it. So I think you're one case, and Yoni, I think you're a little bit of the opposite extreme. Why? Um, I guess I feel like you wouldn't work in Roche Serene. You're definitely an Afrod yeah, kind too, of guy. I find it like a bit boring. It's quieter, meaning it's quieter. Yeah. And Roche Serene definitely is where the action is at. Whoa. But I. Definitely not where the action. Is I mean, Efrat is where <laughs> yeah. more of the action is at, yeah. and I feel like you have like this role of like. So there are a couple of things. One, and we do talk about this often, but I'm probably not smiling yeah. when I talk to you about it. Like this concept of like being the boss's son, and how like spoiledish. Yeah, like spoiledish. But I would say like anytime I get nervous about you being like obnoxious about it like sauntering into the kitchen and making your own food and making, you know me i do and making the workers crazy like then i'll always come back to a story of like you know at night the dude like whatever that water thing is like some exploded in the bakery right as we i guess we had just opened and yeah. the bakery had completely flooded and i'm like in a panicked state trying to figure it out and you were supposed to go out with friends like in israel it's a huge deal that night, Yomatsumut night, everybody goes to town. Including and, Yao. <laughs> but you were like, meaning you were like, you rolled up your pants and you just mopped the floor for three hours until it was clean. That's, I mean, I, I think the tension for you is like, part of it is like, you're a 17-year-old boy. The essence of you is a 17-year-old boy. Fortnite loving, basketball playing, friends all, you know, out all the time. And then part of it is like, oh no, you have a family business and you need to be responsible. Right. No, yeah, I agree. I mean, I really like the fact that I have friends that work there, and that the whole staff are, like, really good friends and very friendly, and that I can go there during the day, during school, after school. Instead of school. Instead of school. And, like, just always there are people there, and it's just a lot of fun. It's like a big family. It does feel like a nice family. It does feel like a nice family, especially, like, the front of the house where people are, like, more or less your age or a little bit younger or a little bit older. Right. 
Um, that works for me. Yell, that would be your hell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hanging out with a million people that are your age that you don't know. Yeah, and, like, the the boss's daughter, it sits on me. I'm like, I, uh, that, I, it's hard for me to go to Epcot sometimes. Also, yeah, of course you can say that. Meaning, I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Also, because when you're in Rush Stream, like, I'm not there and Abba's not there. So, so you really have, you don't need to sort of advertise that you're connected to us, even though we're quite proud of you and she <laughs> do look like us. <laughs> um, and everyone knows that I'm your daughter. Yeah, it's true. Except for that. Besides from that, how is the plate, Mr. Lincoln? (laughs) Um, Look, I remember, right, I guess it was when we took over the second place in Efrat, we had a big kiddish here. Do you remember that? On, no. On Shabbat. Like, there was one Shabbat that we had this kiddish here, and I felt so strongly that I was going to speak, obviously, because I just speak all the time, but also because I really wanted this message to get across. (laughs) You on a podcast is a great person. (laughs) Um, but I really, at the kiddish I spoke about, I really, I addressed the five of you. Like I called you out by name, even as my children. And I said, you know, I have no idea if the bakery is going to work. And by all accounts, meaning if you follow, you know, any statistic likelihood, the statistical likelihood, like bakeries fail all the time. Small businesses fail all the time. Restaurants fail with alarming frequency. So there's this like huge, uh, you know, huge possibility that we're totally going to fail. But I thought that it was so important for my kids to hear, although I guess not all that important if you don't remember it, but I thought that it was important for my kids to hear, like, you should try things. Like, mm-hmm. it's for me, there's something so amazing about, like, dreaming about something. Not that this was, I, I didn't dream about a bakery, but Abba, you know, like, mm-hmm. but having that bakery and, like, going for a dream, even if it means failing at the dream. Right. I think we've talked about that before. Uh, we have talked about it, but it's also... It's acknowledging that you can fail at a dream. But for me, personally, it hasn't... All of our Abba's dreams and projects, they haven't felt like projects to me. They felt like the, a journey. So I always talk about it, and especially when we started the bakery, and I was like, my eyes were literally rolling back in their head because I couldn't believe we were on this journey. So I kept just saying, like, in air quotes, like, oh, we're on a journey, we're on a journey. So that that somehow, like, made it okay that we were doing all of these nutty things. Um, It also, I think, it it explains a lot to explain what Abba's favorite book is. Do you know what it is? Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, he loves, but no. Um, Cheaper by the Dozen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Meaning that book, did you guys read it? Not we yet. saw the movies. <laughs> so the movies do not do it justice at all. I'm like making my like my skin crawl when you're like, oh, you read the mo- I saw the movies. Um, but the book is amazing. And also I will say that uh, recently for my birthday, I got um, 45, what were they called? Coupons. coupons. I asked for a coupon booklet. That was very important for me. I felt like I never got one of those. So the kids, let's just call kids Yael, um, made me a coupon book. And one what? Of the, uh, but yes, and one of I the, did it. <laughs> it was all Yoni. It was all Yoni. It was all Yoni, especially the handwriting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I'm one serious. Of the coupons was force a kid to read a book. Yeah. Right? Whose idea yeah. do you think I that could, was? Not you. So I could pick <laughs> any child and make them read a book, and I have a couple mm-hmm. of kids who are readers, and I have a couple of kids who are not readers. So Yael thought she was safe because she is a no, huge I reader. Totally knew. I totally you knew. knew. I was it was my pick. call, and I knew oh, that yeah. you'd pick Yael. And did oh, you know? Yeah. But did you expect the book Zama that I gave reader. you? I thought it would be Potato Peel Society or... Oh, that's a great what one. What is it? Darcy's Song? Dicey? Oh, yes. Yeah, Cynthia Voigt. That's another great yeah, book you haven't read yet. But I, I astounded you. 
And I really picked you astounded, astounded me. <laughs> the air quotes are out. Yeah. Um, with this that scatterbrain bookie, which is a book about the depression in I think it's Toronto. I don't even remember, but I begged you to read that since you were eleven years old. Oh yeah. Um, <coughs> but now maybe I need to revise it and have Yoni read Cheaper by the Dozen. Too late. No. Nope. Too late. No bad. No reusage. One use. Have you read Guess what I'm reading brain? over Shabbat. <laughs> oh, yeah. I found it. Did you see that I found the book? I have it in my room. Cap, what we're saying. We're saying the childhood was unconventional, but you didn't feel unconventional. Like because did. we didn't have anything to compare it to. Yeah. Every single one of your friends. No, but all of our friends' parents also have been using crazy whack jobs. Yeah, that's very reassuring for me to hear. That's <laughs> very good. every family has their own adventure. And their own crazy. Yes. That's good for me because it feels like your therapy bills will be smaller. When, oh, no. Oh no. <laughs> With every one of these, I feel like I should have a jar out. Like some families have a swear jar. I feel like I should have a therapy oh, fund. Ther- yes, a therapy fund for each kid Go to be like, me. yes, we could start a GoFundMe. That feels like uh, I think maybe. after this, this podcast launches, <laughs> maybe people will reach out to you in sympathy. They got like private you. donations. Yeah. <laughs> but only to therapy, only not to like. I don't know, whatever it is you're buying these days. Oh, it's not uncommon for kids to be like, I think we embarrass you, but I wear that as a badge of pride. Mm-hmm. But I, but the fact that you don't hate us or think that we've done something terrible is, like, great for me. Um, so that's mm-hmm. one part that I like. And the second part that I like is that I think that there's a conversation among the kids about maybe not even, like, not, not even consciously we're going to around and discuss it. But I think that there's something that will bond you over having... Like, in the future? Maybe in the future, here's hoping in the future um that like there's this bonding experience that you went through as kids look the two of you are the only ones childhood it is childhood but the two of you are the only ones that have worked for the bakery eight and a little bit um when he gets like punished yeah when he gets punished when he gets suspended he works at the bakery so he's worked there a couple times um no i am curious like i'm I'm i think there's always that part of me that feels like there was something unconventional and there is something unconventional. I feel like there's that that's amazing. Like I'm thrilled about it. But there's always this inkling of like, uh, like you know, when we come downstairs and the bread cart is built in the middle of our living room, right, right, right. and we have that moment of like, how did we get here? And then I wonder, like, will this inform your life choices? Like, do you think you know what you want to be when you grow up based on like taking risks or not taking risks? I feel not. like this risk is so like fun. Like, there's also, like, a fun element to it. So I will, meaning I'm, I'm not a big risk taker, but I always remember saying to Abba at the start of it, like, even if your bakery sucks and tanks, like, at least we'll have food. Because if you don't sell the bread, <laughs> right. then we'll have toast to eat. Um, so I don't, I'm not sure about the risk, but yes, I do think that there's something fun about it and there's something very vibrant about it. Yeah. I don't know. I think this crazy childhood that we've had is definitely going to shape what I do in my future because of the creativeness and the community, but not because of the amount of risk-taking you had in your business. Okay, I hear, I hear that. When I'm in my type A mode, which is often, so I feel like, yeah, you know, maybe you'll study farming and you'll get your farm and you can cultivate whatever weed it is that Abba has in mind. That would be a dream. A dream. <laughs> a dream come true. <laughs> not sure for you or not, but yes. And then what Yoni, I always feel like I've been telling sure. you, like, you'll go to business school and you can run the business end. And eight ten, I'm always like, I, I thought I was gonna get my smicha. <laughs> <laughs> that was you that heard was my plan the whole way. First, 
world. <laughs> my son decided that he is getting smicha. What's the date? January 8th, 2019. Oh, God. What time is it? The I don't time. even know. 10.05 p.m. <laughs> smicha. <laughs> Fine. I'll support you through it. Um, okay. Well, this has been great. Thank you. Also, I think it's... Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I'd like to end on a... On a thank you to you guys. Oh, no, don't do that. I'll cry. Good. But no, no. <laughs> no, but this crazy journey, this podcast, sh- like, listening to it, like, it showcases how many amazing people you've brought into our lives. And yes, it's been crazy. And yes, I've run into my room to hide and read Often. books that are not Often. booky. Took the words out of Multiple my mouth. T- <laughs> <laughs> Multiple times. But like, we've... So many amazing, thoughtful, intelligent, fascinating people. I agree. Have been brought Thank into you. Our home so that feels good, and I feel like it, maybe I'll just tattoo that whole speech you gave onto my forearm so that I can feel good about myself. Only at if some that point. means I can get a tattoo. M- matching tattoos Done. of joy and happiness. <laughs> um, but yes, I no. haven't started Smicha yet, but I don't think that's allowed. <laughs> He's, you're already a rabbi. You're so hilarious. But I'm I don't so think proud that's of you. Listen, much for being here. I appreciate it. I love you. And um, thank you for at least going along with part of this journey, even all of this journey. All right. I love you guys. Thanks for listening to our podcast. So happy that you guys were here. Um, I believe if you review us on iTunes and write a little comment, that helps us out in some algorithm way that I don't truly understand, but I definitely appreciate if you do. So thanks for that. Thanks to Nicole. Uh, Check out her work. And at MicoleDesigns.com or uh, you can find links to her Instagram account and her website off of our website, PotBamelach.com. Bye, everybody.